0: We also have another very special guest this morning. We've got Andrew Purchase joining us. Now, Andrew was the founder of the Sydney Convicts, Australia's first gay and inclusive rugby team, and is currently the chairperson and trustee of International Gay Rugby. Andrew also has the Trans-Tasman Gay Rugby Championship named after him, the Purchase Cup. Good morning, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Good morning, Mary. Lovely to be with you.
0: My my first question is, everyone seems to call you Fuzz. Why is that? And can I call you Fuzz from now on?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes, please feel free to call me Fuzz. It's it's been a family nickname I've had since I was about five. I grew up in a country town, young, southwest New South Wales, uh, and I used to go to Sunday school and the, the church was next to the police station, and my dad was always late picking me up, so I used to hang out in the police station waiting for him, and, you know, the police used to call the foe. Yeah, that's right. And I always, and I always hated Andrew, so that's kind of how it sort of came about, <laughs> and it's stuck with me the rest of my life. That's a great story.
0: It reminds me of that Supergrass song, Caught, with the, Caught by the Fuzz. That's how I know that the right. Fuzz are the police. So very, very good.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Andrew, now growing up, were you always a boy that played rugby and loved rugby?
1: Pretty much. You know, I was quite big for my age, so I think I started playing at about five, and I sort of played in the under-sevens when I was five, um, and then could have kind of played right through school, and, uh, and then also university, uh, and then played after I finished university, and um, yeah, probably really only kind of stopped playing, I guess, sort of when I kind of came out as gay, and you know, I couldn't, sort of the, the two worlds didn't seem to, that they would actually um, coincide. So it, yeah, I probably, I, probably I, I played for a long time.
0: And is that where the idea for the convicts came along?
1: Well, it's uh, my partner and I went to live in uh, went to live in San Francisco, and uh, I saw an ad in the paper. Sort of, um, they, were, they were starting a gay rugby team, and I thought, look, I might, I might as well go down and check this out. It might be a good way to meet people. And so then I kind of started training with them and um, and helping them out. And there was a guy in that team called Mark Bingham, and. Uh, I played a couple of games with them and then work kind of made me travel quite a bit. And then on September 11th, Mark died. Uh, yeah, he was in the fourth plane that crashed uh, in the field in Pennsylvania. Uh, and it was, uh, it's actually reputed that he and three others on the, cra- on the plane actually, um, took over the plane from the hijackers and crashed it because they knew it was going to be used as a missile to go into, uh, into the White House. And then in his honour, they set up the, the, the Beam Cup, which was played in 2002. And so I went back and played for them. And it really had a marked impact on me. And there were eight gay rugby teams from around the world, six from the US, two from the UK. And I suddenly saw how important it was for these guys who potentially hadn't had an opportunity to play team sport before. Uh, really, you know, that th- they got this chance through these gay and inclusive teams. And uh, my partner and I came back from... Uh, back from San Francisco, and the next Bingham Cup was being played in London. I thought, well, you know, Sydney's got a lot of pools and a lot of rugby players. We should get uh, we should get a gay rugby team together. And really, only started it to compete for that one Bingham Cup, and you know, that's now um, 14 years ago.
0: Fuzz, that's actually an incredible story, and and I think <clears throat> we're all just sitting in the studio quite yeah. moved, to be honest, after hearing that. I have to say this year I've been really pleased to see more promotion of gay athletes in our sports, like Michelle Heyman plays for the Matildas, Alex Blackwell that plays for the Sydney Thunder. The NRL started the year with a float in the Mardi Gras. There was a campaign across multiple sports where athletes wore rainbow shoelaces and we've just seen the AFL have a Pride game. Are we on the right track to having our sports be inclusive? What do you think?
1: I think we're certainly making steps in the right direction. Um, We hosted the Bingham Cup in Sydney in 2014, and as part of that, we organised for the four major football codes in cricket to sign a commitment to implement anti-homophobia and inclusion policies, Uh, and they came together in a a public um, public signing of that that commitment. Uh, We also did some research called Out in the Fields, which basically identified how big a problem it was uh, with respect to people thinking about sports being inclusive. And sports generally have been a long way behind the rest of society. Um, and this year we we set up this thing called Pride in Sport and uh, where basically it's a program, uh, the sports join, uh, that we'll give some assistance to them in terms of making sports more inclusive. And also we'll, each year we'll have this kind of Pride in Sport index where the, where the sports will be assessed. So I think what's happening is there's been significantly more attention being shown that sports can't just rely on uh, on anti-discrimination and anti vilification uh, components of their of uh, their code of conduct. They actually need to take positive steps to actually promote the game is inclusive for players, athletes, spectators, and officials. And I think they're, st- they're slowly starting to get that. I mean, there's still a long way to go. You know, we don't we haven't had a out male uh professional football player in any code since ian robertson that was in 1996. Uh, matt Mitchum is the only uh out male athlete at the, at the summer olympics to compete while uh, to be out while competing you yeah, know those statues don't make sense so you know i think um there's i think there's still a, there's still a long way to go i think the sports are now taking it seriously what we've done is actually created a bit of competition between them to see who can be the most inclusive and I think that's part of what's, uh, part of what's happening. There, there's an awareness that they're understanding that now, you know, there's something needs to, they, they need to be proactive in terms of making their sport the choice of sports for, for everyone regardless of um, uh, gender and social diversity.
0: And, Fuzz, I love that because there's often this discussion <coughs> about the role of sport in promoting important social messages and we know how powerful yeah. sport is and I'm very passionate about sport being used to share important social messages like inclusiveness.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think, I mean, Australians are a sport-loving nation. Our sporting heroes are kind of gods, Um, and they have a very strong um, message, an important message to, to, to make in terms of getting and convincing people from a broad range of backgrounds in terms of what are some of these important social issues, whether it be racism, whether it be domestic violence, whether it be uh, gender and sexual diversity? I mean, I think that, um, you know, they are, there's a, there's a really important role for the elite athletes, but also the sporting associations. Um, to play an important role because, you know, if you think about the number of people who are playing sport every Saturday, I'm mean, actually at the sporting ground at the moment and I've got hockey on one side, tennis on the other, and rugby on the other
0: side. I was going to ask because I know where you are, Fuzz, so we'll get you to tell right. us about that in a little while as well. <laughs> right.
1: yeah, so, yeah, so I think that, um, I think, uh, you know, if you look at AFL in, in, in Victoria, um, sort of an armed government role it plays in social issues and the influence it has. Uh, you know, I think they're very aware of that. Um, I don't, I, I'm not sure whether the sporting associations are actually that well equipped to be able to play that role and they're probably going to do more around that and that's, um, that's, that's going to take time.
2: Andrew, I want to ask you about David Pocock. He's someone who we love on this show. Mary and I can't get enough of him. We absolutely love him. Um, there was a huge controversy last year in rugby when the Brumbies played the Waratahs, and we all know, you know, the homophobic slur that was that was made. And David Pocock took a stance against it. What are your thoughts around that whole saga?
1: I think it. Um, I think that really demonstrated. How far we've come. You know, I mean, David's a great guy. Uh, he was, he was a, one of our ambassadors for the Bingham Cup and he had been extremely supportive and done a bunch of stuff with us around this. You know, and he, he didn't think it was going to be made public. He wasn't aware that suddenly that the ref Mike was going to pick it up. Um, so his, his actions were completely, uh, were completely well motivated in terms of, you know, this is completely, um, this is just not on. You know, and I think what what was most pleasing for me is actually seeing the way the Jack Garder reacted to it, and the way the Australian Rugby Union reacted to it. <clears throat> SANSA, who, who has control of the Super Rugby competition, handed it over to the ARU to manage. Jack owned up to it. Um, they issued a fine. Uh, he apologised. Uh, he came down to the Sydney Convicts training um, off his own bat. We didn't know he was coming, <laughs> he just turned up. That's something that we uh, had,
2: we had Alex Blackwell in here recently and she was telling us that he actually came out and did service with you guys on his own accord. He rang
1: one of our guys to, to, to ask where the training was, he kind of got the number off the website, they didn't know who he was, um, and he just suddenly turned up, so it was a complete shock, you know, so there, was, there was no media around it, I think he posted an Instagram photo, uh, you know, and he was generally kind of remorseful, uh, he said there was no intent. It was kind of a spur of the moment, and it was kind of it was he wasn't being malicious on the field. It was just kind of ignorance. So mm. I think, I think what, what that demonstrated to me. I mean, it was a very unfortunate incident, but I think the way that the, the Pocock reacted, the way he reacted, the way rugby reacted, was really was 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 very positive. I think the probably the most disappointing aspect of it was is the way that some of the media reacted to it. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and David coped a lot of criticism for it, which I think is really unfortunate.
0: Fuzz, I need to ask. There's a little bit of noise coming from where you are at the moment. Tell us where you are this morning.
1: Yeah, well, I'm actually in Daisyville um, at the University of New South Wales Sports Grounds. Sydney Convicts is playing in a preliminary final this morning, uh, which gets starts at ten o'clock. So uh, we're at the back end of our regular season, and the, our first team has uh, came third in the comp, and so we're now in the finals week, and uh, they won their their uh, minor semi-final last week then the preliminary final this week if so they win this they go to the grand final next week so um, yeah, that's certainly very exciting for well, them well good and we've luck and got, we've, got, we've got girls hockey on the other side well good we luck on that this theory. morning
2: that's phenomenal <laughs> Andrew Bledisloe Cup tonight Sydney Olympic Park I was there last year 100,000 people it was a phenomenal atmosphere how do you think we're going to fare tonight
1: oh I don't like to think about it, to be honest. I
0: think that's everyone's <laughs> reaction, which is why we're asking you and not commenting about yeah. ourselves.
1: Well, I think oh, we were a better I,
2: place last year, don't you think? I than think we were a better
1: place. Well, I think you know we've come off a very disappointing um, uh, series with England. Uh, the New Zealanders uh, in the Super Rugby season were just phenomenal. You know they are obviously they are obviously amazing in the World Cup. Uh, you know they they're, they've just got such depth. Um, they're you know, a really professional side. You know, I've got enormous respect for Checker and what he's done. Um, it, it, it's hard to imagine how we're going to have such a turnaround in a relatively short period of time without, without the team having played against the world champions. So, look, I'm hopeful, um, but let's not confident. Foc-
2: let's focus on the positives <laughs> in that rugby is going to be the showcase in Sydney tonight. That's a
0: good, there you go. That's a good <laughs>
1: way. There you go. Well, look, and I think also let's, you know, let's also celebrate our um women's sevens side because that was just, that was just an awesome, that was a fantastic achievement.
0: We haven't stopped you know. celebrating in this studio. They've been one of our favourite stories this year, so it's been incredible. And we've loved it.
1: Yeah. Well and-, and I and I think and I think also, you know, the the Fijian side is, I think that's also one of the highlights of the Rio Olympics to me. And you know, there's a great story about the Fijian sevens team I think it was about six or seven months ago that they are on a, a flight and some I think one of the a one of the passengers in the flight got sick, so the so the, uh, the, the flight attendants were all taking care of the, of the passengers. So, they, so there was no one to serve the food, so the Fijian, seven, so I got up and helped them serve the food to all the passengers. Oh, wow. You know, so, you know, so Thank you for sharing so they're, that they So they're, 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 they're a class outfit as well.
0: They're such a humble, beautiful team, and I think one of my favourite yeah. moments was seeing how humble they were when they kneeled to receive their medals from Princess Anne. It was a beautiful moment in these Olympics, I think.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. I agree, I agree.
0: Well, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Britt and I are very excited. We may have to come watch the convicts when you start your new season or we may even come watch you in the grand final if you get there.
1: Next week or also then the Purchase Cup is being played on September 10th. so We've got teams from Brisbane, uh, Melbourne and uh, Auckland. So you can come down and check that out.
0: Sounds good. Thank you so much, Andrew, and good luck today.
1: Oh, no problem.